I was just looking at some nicknames for the incoming snowstorm in southeast Michigan. So on Twitter, somebody said, what would you call this? Uh, Team 144. One of the responses, uh, how about Jesse Minter? Because it'll keep everyone from being able to do anything. Not too bad as uh, a response when it comes down to this snowstorm that is coming in. It has started. Flake Corum. How about that? Uh, welcome in on this Friday. I know you're feeling good if you're a Michigan fan. And I have not. I feel like maybe the, the the Joker. I haven't stopped smiling since Monday. It feels real good. We're going to talk all about uh, this week. You know, for me, as I sit here and and talk to you about the Maze and Blue Review, a, a good afternoon Michigan football podcast, it is... Um, it's great. You have reached the mountaintop. Enjoy the the view. I read into thin air a long time ago. Uh, John Krakow, I think his name is, uh, uh, the book about ascending to the top of Mount Everest and everything that these guys got to go through. Some use oxygen, some don't. And you know their 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 brains are fried. They're freezing. You know half the people that do it die. And then they get up there and they're like, hey, all right, let's go to the bottom. That's it. They're just ready to go to the bottom that I would think, you know, you get up there and you want to look around and enjoy the sight from the top of the world. We're all different. I I don't have any desire to uh, reach the summit of Mount Everest, but I have had a desire for the Michigan football team to win a national championship again in my lifetime. It happened in 97, and then a few years after, I said, you know, if Michigan can just win one more, and I think I'm as big a sports fan as anybody out there watching or listening right now. You might be as big of a sports fan, but you're not a bigger sports fan than me. And so for like 20-plus years, I've said, just, that's it. That's what I want. There's a lot of other things that are nice, but if I could pick one thing, Michigan winning the national championship, that would be it. And lo and behold, they have done it. So, you know, here I am and here you are. And I know you've enjoyed this week. Now, we've already got a lot of feedback coming in. Just me today and you. And uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind all of you out there uh, uh, chiming in, seeing where you're at, how you feel about everything. I do want to tell you this, that the Mason Blue Review, we have had a, a great week a great year. We had a great launch. If you go back, we came on in 2021, the weekend after the Michigan state loss. Is that Michigan's last regular season big 10 loss uh, back in 2021? They haven't lost many games last year against TCU the year before against Georgia. Other than that, we're, uh, we're undefeated. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, on the posting board, on the den, everything that goes on in recruiting, the discussions. We got some good discussions coming up here today. And it goes on all day, all night over on the Maze and Blue Review. Go to michigan.rivals.com to get involved. Should just sell itself. We're talking Michigan all the time, all day, all night. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be a part of that. Well, here's what we're talking about today. We got the parade and the celebration tomorrow. We also, on Monday, 
it is the deadline for football players to put their name in the NFL draft. Michigan has uh, had a few players already put their name in. A lot of the focus on J.J. McCarthy and what he is going to do on Monday. And then, of course, there's a lot of focus on Jim Harbaugh. His name will be talked about all weekend with these NFL Super Wild Card games going on. His name already is being talked about a lot. It's uh, up there at the top of things that are being talked about. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, out of this championship run, you know, people are always thinking about memorabilia. And, you know, I'm a memorabilia person. And, uh, you know, the, the things that I've found three photos. And I just, I'm going to put them out there. They're my favorite right now. There'll probably be a lot more. I'll just see where you're at when it comes down to commemorating the maize and blue for this particular year. Maybe you just have it all here. I'm pointing to my head for those that are listening on the podcast. Maybe you just have those memories upstairs and you don't need anything else. You're all set. You know, that's fine. That's fine. So the first thing is the parade. Well, the snowstorm is going to affect it. I was talking to my wife today. It's like, she's like, I want to go to the parade. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind going to the parade. Taking a few pictures, you know, if it gets too cold or whatever, you know, just just to just to be there, see whoever, just wherever we where we go, you know, and how many people will be there, being a part of it. And then she said, "We'll just have to see tomorrow about just how much weather we get, you know, how much snow we get, I should say, and how cold it's going to be." Like there'll be some people that matter. You could have twenty inches of snow, and if they're having a parade and it's Michigan football and a championship parade, they are there. It doesn't matter. They'll put their snowshoes on and snow skis and they'll do whatever. You know, there's there's going to be a point where you just say, hey, it's going to be on TV. Now, <laughs> there's nothing like I only live 20 minutes from Ann Arbor here in the village of Dexter. It's not. And then I have four wheel drive. I could do it. I could get down there to the parade. And, and you know, who doesn't love? A parade. And I've only been, you know, I've been to the Thanksgiving parade a long time ago when I was in high school to the, uh, in, in Detroit, the Thanksgiving Day parade. It was really cold. I remember that. And I, I was uh, involved in the Red Wings 2008 championship parade downtown. It was so hot that day. It was great, though, because I was driving a, a air conditioned truck and it was awesome in the parade. And it's a, it's a great memory for me, but now, you know, a lot of snow, it'd be a great memory as well. And then afterwards, the Chrysler center, a big celebration for the team. And that would be pretty awesome to go to as well. Everybody coming up there. And I can't think of anything better. It, it's great celebrating a Michigan football championship, everybody coming up there, you get to cheer every single player. Oh my God, this guy's great. Then McCarthy, who has this decision to make, if he just came out there during, you know, when they, I don't know how they're going to do it. I would guess that they would call all of the players up there. And if they want to talk, they can, they can just be like team 144. Woo. Drop the mic. Everybody cheers for him. They don't even have to do that. But if they want to say something, they can, that'd be my guess how it works. But, I would think that McCarthy would address the crowd and just wouldn't it be the, there's already cherry on top. I mean, you already have everything. I mean, I, what if McCarthy went up there and said, and we're running it back next year. I would check the roof on the Chrysler center just to see how secure 
it is. Because if McCarthy did that, they might blow the roof off of the basketball arena. It will never be as loud as it will be tomorrow night if McCarthy goes up there and declares or or says he's not declaring. He declares that he's coming back to Michigan. And so, I don't know, like, um, it could happen. Let's just see what happens. Uh, uh, you know, Monday, it could also happen that Jim Harbaugh comes back. Now, I don't want to snow or rain on anyone's parade. But if you're asking my opinion on both Harbaugh and McCarthy, I think they're both going to the pros. Now, that's just me. Now, again, it's not trying to rain on your parade. But that's just where I sit. Let me read some of the feedback and see where the folks are at. Here's uh, Antoine. Antoine, I have to admit that Antoine predicted all of this that was going to happen three years ago. He predicted that Ohio State was on their way down and that Michigan was on their way up. And he had his reasons. And I just thought, you know, the first time that I saw Antoine on the podcast that he was just some uber Michigan fan that, you know, is making these declarations. And what does he know? It's great that he's a big Michigan fan, but he was correct when he jumped in there and, and started doing all this. Here he is uh, today leading off and saying that he doesn't know why J.J. wouldn't come back. He would be like the fourth or fifth quarterback taken in the draft. Coming back would dramatically improve his stock. Well, this is your opinion, this last part, saying coming back would dramatically improve his stock. What you have to say is not necessarily. His stock would not necessarily be improved. It could be. You're right about that. But it also, there are things in the game of football like injury and performance where his stock could go down. So there is the possibility of that. If he is going to be the fourth or fifth quarterback taken, you're saying you don't know why he would come back. Well, because if he is the fourth or fifth quarterback taken, he would be going in the first round. And going in the first round of the NFL draft is what you want if you're a quarterback. And I know that, and there's nothing against, I like people that do mock drafts. I used to do one myself. I look at them a lot. I appreciate it. I love the the guide of the NFL draft. It's a lot like Antoine, something that you're very familiar with and that you like so much recruiting. You know, you don't like the four or five, or you don't like the five stars that turn up their nose at Michigan. You would want a three star that wants to be at Michigan. Let me tell you how JJ McCarthy views the first round in the NFL draft. He has all that information, but you know what JJ McCarthy thinks? He thinks that he's better than Caleb Williams. He knows that he's better than Drake May at North Carolina. The Heisman Trophy winner has nothing on J.J. McCarthy. He thinks he's better than all of them. And guess what? He's very toolsy when it comes down to all of the things that he's able to do on the football field. And then off the football field, he's as good as it gets when it comes down to being on the level that you want, his head being perfectly on his shoulders and everything else. I would bet myself that McCarthy would, he could go even a little bit higher than you're projecting. And I would bet that there's an NFL team or two or three 
that's thinking just like me and that would take him in the teens. So that's why he would declare, I'm not pushing him out the door. And in fact, if he said, hey, what do you want me to do, Dennis? I'd say, JJ, I'd love to see you come back and do it all over again. But I understand if you want to go to the NFL draft because I think you'll be a great NFL quarterback. I see a lot of Michigan fans saying he's not ready. You know, he needs to come back. You know, he's ready. He is ready, and he'll he'll do great, and I think he'll get picked uh, higher than most people when it comes to the NFL draft. That's how I sit. That's how I think about J.J. McCarthy. Let's see what uh, Vince has to say. He's telling everybody, happy Friday. He can't believe the thing to countdown is now one day to our victory parade. I still tear up just thinking about it. Well, Vince, I like everybody's story about how they're feeling, you know, right now. I'm surprised at how this championship high is just still rolling on, and here it is on a Friday. A little bit surprised, I should say. Like, I just told everybody that, you know, my one sports dream was to see Michigan win a national championship again, and they have achieved that. So how does it feel for Michigan to uh, win a national championship when that's all that you asked for uh, in your lifetime and that they have done it? Well, it feels great. And, you know, we're all different. 90% of the, I don't know, hundreds of Michigan games that I've attended, you know, have been in the press box. And the press box is different. It's sterile. Uh, you don't cheer in the press box. Uh, when I started out working in the press box, it was a bunch of, you know, stodgy old sports writers who looked over and were like, who are you rooting for? You're supposed to be right down the middle. It's changed now. I mean, you could, you know, guys wearing their Michigan hats or, you know, and hey, it's, it's it's great. You can be a big fan and you can work in the media now. And it's, it's not like when I got in there, like I said, we're all different. But a long time ago, I, instead of being like having the Michigan pom-poms in my hand and everything else, I said, I'm going to be objective. What it does, it, it takes a little bit of your fandom away. Every time it came down to making a prediction for Michigan, I didn't automatically say Michigan. There's no other result that I'm even considering. It's Michigan. Now, that's how I thought, you know, growing up. I would never think about picking against Michigan. But like I said, I made that decision a long time ago. I say all that because it makes you not as much of a, like this glorious Michigan fan on Monday that would be sitting there with a cigar in your mouth, however you choose to celebrate, tearing up, you know, with your family, like, oh, my God, this is, um, but what I've noticed over the years, even though I did have that approach, still I was still a fan. I admitted that. I'm a fan. I root for Michigan. I wanted to see him win. I just wasn't out there in front charging out with the maize and blue flag, waving it all around on the radio when I worked there for nearly for 30 years. That was my approach to it. But what I did find over the years is that when Michigan lost, it still hurt. And there really wasn't anything I could do about it. You know, the the Wolverines would lose to the Buckeyes. And I would wake up, and I hadn't had anything to drink 
And I was, you know, feeling pretty good, you know, the day before, but I would wake up and I'd feel like I was hung over. And it was because of Ohio State. And it was because Michigan losing. I noticed that the losses and there was nothing that I could do about it. They made me feel bad. You know, they put me in a bad mood. I didn't feel good at all. And it continued on for days. And the way things went, you know, for that period, I don't have to count it down. You all know it wasn't so long ago against Ohio State. It there was um it was there was a feeling like it was never going to change. The way the landscape of college football, the way Ohio State was running things, the way Michigan was running things. Then Michigan State even got involved, and it was like a double whammy. I mean, like, what's the, what do people say now? I, I was down bad, and there was nothing I could do about it. But this week, without even, you know, thinking like, oh, man, this is just going to be, you know, every day I'm going to wake up, this is going to be awesome. It's the way it's been, Vince. Tuesday, I had to drive around in the, the rain all day, you know, taking my daughter to ballet, my mom to the airport. And I listened to the radio all day long, and I couldn't get enough of them talking about Michigan and the national championship, Michigan season, Michigan winning it all, just what a kind of year it was for the Wolverines, front and back, all day long, every host. It was great. Wednesday, what happened? There was the uh, the new president of the NCAA, and – I saw his statement that Michigan won this thing fair and square. Like I already squared it all up earlier in the, in the season. Like when it came down to advanced scouting and everything, I thought this is a story that's way overblown. This is something that is just uh, the, the people are making into a scandal that they're making a mountain out of a molehill, uh, but boy, the college football fans, they in the media, everybody was running with it, uh, uh, yelling and, and then they actually went through, and I never thought they would suspend. I had never seen anything like that in my life. And there they were suspending Harbaugh. And, you know, wow, it was. But to see the commissioner or the, the president, that's what he was, that's what he is, saying, you know, Michigan, they won this thing fair and square. That also, I didn't need somebody in the NCAA to say that, but also, that made me feel really good without even knowing, like, hey, I feel pretty good. Felt pretty good yesterday. You know, the basketball team played a miserable game last second half, especially, you know, at Maryland. I was just kind of watching it. It was, is it water down your back like a duck or whatever? That's how I felt. And so here I am again, just feeling really good about everything. So there we go. I don't know what that means. Sometimes it's not about the goal, but the journey within the goal. Well said, Antoine. Uh, I'm exactly right. I'm with you on that. Andres is uh, he's make he's trying his uh, do his best, Antoine. He's going to make a prediction here. Top five defense leads Michigan to their fourth consecutive playoff appearance, and Michigan works it, wins its first playoff game in the big house. Wow. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
that doesn't sound bad. Vince wishes he could go to the parade. He's too far away with the conditions being bad. He can't risk it. If you can go, capitalize, go. Richard has has changed his avatar, but he has not changed his uh, response since the summer. 15 and 0, he was saying all year long. And he's saying, happy, blue champions all. No doubt about it. There it is. Antoine thinking that they should really postpone the parade and do it in the spring. Hmm. Well, you know, I hadn't considered that. Let's think about that. Could they, with the snow, I mean, it's started right now. I mean, it's it's not just like, it's not just like some little light, you know, snowflakes. I mean, it, it is like, I don't want to say a blizzard, but it is it's really, it's just coming down. Could they have, you know, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Could they have postponed it to Monday or next week? I mean, if you're talking about postponing it to the spring, does it lose a little bit? I mean, if that's the one part about, uh, and I remember in 97, I did not make it to the parade. I don't know how cold it was, but kind of like, you know, we're Michiganders. Like, it's Michigan. You know, you you tough it out if you're a, a Michigan football fan and you go celebrate for an hour or two as they, uh, you know, with the parade. Now, I think that, you know, if you're somebody that wanted to, if there would be a hundred thousand, I don't know how many people, I, I would guess a hundred thousand just off the, like the first thing. Uh, having a parade. There's a hundred thousand. Somebody go to the 110,000, I think would go to the, the parade. Maybe it would be more, maybe less, whatever. That would be my projection. So with the weather, would I think that half of the people that would be like, mm, I'm not, I'm not going up. And then uh, I, I do think half. And then depending on just how bad it is, the 60,000 that I think that will still plan on going it just depends just how bad it is on on uh, what it's going to be like. Now, look, 60,000 people in a parade and able to watch it. Like, you know, I always see the, um, is it when the Yankees or the, the, um, the end of maybe World War One and two? I'm not sure. I, I think two, you see the, the uh, the streets of of New York City and all these and the parade that they have, woo! You know, yeah. But you know, they're not. You know, they didn't have eight inches of snow, and it didn't feel like with the wind. You know, fifteen degrees outside. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, here's old uh, Mark talking about the natty. First ever one beats two plus uh, two 14 and 0 teams beats Saban and uh, Alabama yet recruiting in the portal seem indifferent at best upturn coming. Yeah. I like, I get that part. Like there's a lot of people like, you know, like Michigan's just done it all. Like this is the greatest season ever. Why isn't everybody just flocking to Michigan in the transfer portal? 
where are all the recruits? I think the thing with recruiting, it remains the same. Michigan's approach has not been like, hey, we have promised you $100,000, but seemingly every other team is doing that illegally. So uh, that has been their approach. We have gone over this uh, a, you know, a lot about how Michigan, whatever they can do NIL-wise. You know, I, I think that, you know, you know, they say culture, Michigan's culture since the Fab Five, the, there were a lot of people that really, it was distasteful, you know, the Fab Five and, you know, Weber with the, the millions of dollars. You know, 20 years after, everybody's like, eh, the Fab Five's the greatest of all time. There were a lot of people that didn't like the Fab Five. They thought it was too good to be true, and it was. And they said, that's never, ever going to happen. On their watch again, money to these players. And, and and Michigan themselves, the the athletic department took that approach. We will never on our watch be handing money out to players anymore. And so the fans, you know, like down south, it's been going on. They, they've had their it, it's been the culture forever. You want the football team? Hook up the football team. You want uh, Jim and Jamal to come to the team? Give them money. Give them jobs. Give their parents. Give their pastor. Give their coaches. Give them money. Give them cards. Give them gifts. Give them all the time. Let's have the money. They're used to it. Michigan fans are not used to it. In fact, they've been told, no, 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 no. No, no, no. And even now when they're saying, hey, you know, here's the collective. You can give the money and... But people are just not used to it. Open up, you know, wait, we're going to have to pay for all this. I think that part's going to take time. And yeah, and then Michigan has not crossed that bridge, the Rubicon of, hey, we can't give you, we can't promise you, but so I don't know. I think that's the issue with recruiting. And with the transfer portal, I would imagine that if I was, you know, like if you're a wide receiver, you might wait to see about JJ. If you're a player, you might wait to see about Jim Harbaugh. Now, look, you could be upset about that. And if Michigan came up short, I think that it would almost be understandable if uh, Harbaugh, if you felt like he was stringing you along. and and But meanwhile, Harbaugh, he's the king of college football. He has uh, cemented his legacy. And, you know, the last two years, three years, I didn't really like January Jim in the NFL. Like all the other year, all these since, you know, 2021, 2022. I loved all the other stuff, but I didn't like January Jim. Like, Jim, what about recruiting? No, he's uh, wanting to kick the tires in the NFL. He's out to Minnesota. So, but he deserves to do whatever he wants now. And if he wants to flirt with the NFL, he wants those guys to sit down and offer him 125 million and uh, full control of the Raiders or the chargers. And then he'll think it over and then maybe he'll go. Like I said, I think that he will, but he deserves it all. And you're not going to hear any negativity from me, but if I'm a player out there, you know, even if he's out there recruiting until he is done with the NFL and he signs his new contract, I understand why somebody might not want to come to Michigan. So from, from that standpoint, you know, they deserve it. Uh, there was somebody yesterday, you know, that was complaining about J.J. McCarthy. Would he make his decision already? J.J. McCarthy can make his decision all the way up till Monday. 
at 11.59 if he wants. He wants to wait to the last minute. Maybe he's torn about whether he wants to go for whatever reason. He might want to milk it. He might like the attention. But um, there's no reason to be mad at either of these guys now. They just won the national championship. And as much as, uh, you know, I operate like I don't care about Harbaugh and the pros. Would I root for? I don't even know about any of that. The best thing for Michigan football would be to have one of the top three coaches in the game come back for the foreseeable future. That would be great for Michigan football. You know, who was it? I think it was um, Andres predicting a uh, back to the college football playoff. If Jim Harbaugh comes back next year, that's not a wild prediction at all. Now, especially with 12 teams that are in there, it might not be a wild prediction even if Jim Harbaugh goes to the pros. But if J.J. McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh say that they're coming back to Michigan next year, I think that Michigan can win it all again. I think they can go back to back. What's the most important? Let's review. What is the most important thing in college football for a college football team? Anybody? It's the coach. Number one, it's the coach. So Jim Harbaugh coming back would mean everything for the future of this Michigan football team and the, you know, the immediate future. What's the second most important thing when it comes down to college football and success after a coach? You got it. It's the quarterback. So you got both of these guys out there. They both could come back. There's a lot of people that think they are coming back and it would be, you know, who knows? Like you, you, you've, uh, you've landed. And, you know, football's Valhalla, you've made it, it's the national championship, everything's great. So there's nothing that could be better except those guys coming back would be like Michigan won the national championship all over again. So I'm just waiting to see. Now, I don't think either of them are coming back. And, you know, and and I like the approach of a Michigan fan. It's like, you know, I'm thinking they are. Because uh, I'm not going to believe it until they go. And then, you know, you don't want to get... You don't want to get your hopes up, but you're also not, you know, getting your hopes down either. So do it. Whatever. Yeah, you know, like the the thing about Saban, I'm glad that Saban is retiring now. I don't have any problem with uh, with Nick Saban. You know, winning over and over and over again, did it get a little, t- yeah, it got a little tiring of Alabama winning, but. You know, he's a great coach and everything. And I'm glad he didn't say Nick Saban's next year would be his last. Like he, he was coming back for a swan song. Because every day would be about Nick Saban. Oh, Nick Saban's last game here. His last non-conference game. The GOATs. And, and that I didn't look forward to. So that he retires and then without all of this fanfare for the entire year and the gifts and all that, and that Michigan had one of their greatest football victories ever in his final game is beautiful. 
Vince says JJ wants to wear that C sticker on his helmet. I tell you what, JJ wants to wear that C. You know, JJ wearing the C. JJ coming back for his senior season. I'd feel a little bit like, uh, you know, it's, it's dreamland already. You know? So I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw a parade. If they're going to have their parade tomorrow, they're going to have their celebration. If McCarthy and or Harbaugh come back, I think they should have more parades. And one parade specifically for Harbaugh when he announces, we're going to know. I don't think Harbaugh is going to say anything before Monday. So it would be the McCarthy parade first. If McCarthy somehow decides there's a chance that he's coming back to Michigan, we should have a JJ McCarthy parade. And then if Harbaugh follows suit and he plans that, that means he's staying at Michigan for the foreseeable future. Five, 10 more years. What's he been here for nine? 10 more years of Harbaugh. We should throw another parade. I love parades. I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to, you know, stop. Richard pointing out that JJ has only one college career. Mark talking about good quarterbacks get money always and better team, better results. Teams that like you pay and potential QB stars get the big bucks. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, there's a lot of people. Let me rephrase that. Most people are driven by as much money as that you can possibly get. I mean, like you say, yeah, duh, most, not everyone, but most people are. And so you can make a case either way on that. Antoine was making it a little bit earlier. If he comes back and then, you know, has and hits it out of the park again, throws the ball more, uh, you know, leads the team, you know, he gets this incredible record. You know, he could be considered then, you know, one of the top two quarterbacks. I mean, there's a, there is a world. I know Quinn Ewers is coming back and, you know, there's a few other guys that would be in the running and all that. But, you know, McCarthy could put himself in position to be the number one pick. And now if that happened, then it would have worked for him. A smart, it would have been, you know, great financially, another year at Michigan, all of that. So there's that world. There's the other one about the injuries, getting in, uh, you getting picked. Not necessarily, you know, one or two, but look at Mahomes, you know, was picked, what was he, 10 or 11, 12, right around there? Got picked by a great organization and a great coach. And if you fall down a little bit into the teams where I would think that he would go, you know, getting into a situation with a team that just needs a quarterback. I don't know. Bill Belichick goes to the Atlanta Falcons. They get a pretty good line. They get a pretty good receiver in Drake London. They get a really good tight end in Pitts. Bijan Robinson, the defense was pretty good. And they're sitting there, and maybe they, what are they picking? The 20s, maybe, but, you know, maybe they move, but, you know, wherever. He gets picked in the teens. He gets picked in the 20s. Bill Pelichek is his head coach. Not too shabby of a spot. 
there's probably even better landing spots than when we think about it. Maybe um, let's let's think of one. How about the Seahawks? The Seahawks, you know, Geno Smith, they pick a quarterback in the first round. They got wide receivers galore out there. They dropped JJ out in Seattle. Not too bad of a spot. Maybe he gets to the Lions offensive coordinator. And they're out there in Seattle. There's probably another five teams that you could come up and say, yeah, that would be it. Those guys aren't picking one or two or three. Travis is just just pr- praying that he comes back. Travis saying, stay and get your degree. Don't fall for the greed of the NFL money. Yeah, well, you know, Travis, it's not it's not greedy if JJ McCarthy wants to go to the pros. Uh, you know, you can look at it a lot of different ways. Like I said, I don't look at it that way, but I get it. I want to put up a couple of the uh, photos that uh, I've liked from this run. This particular one that I've put up is the flyover of the Rose Bowl. You've got the stealth plane, is that thing called? Uh, and it's, you know, some bomber above was able to capture it. And I kind of reversed the uh, the photo to get the bomber in the upper corner. This is a great photo. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a great photo. That photo, you know, if you're you're considering like, what kind of photo do I want from Michigan in their 2023 national championship? This is one when I saw it. I said, hey, I don't even know if it can get any better than that. I've talked about the Rose Bowl a million times. Now I even like it more, the Rose Bowl, after what Michigan did with Alabama. And I like it even more, knowing that it was Nick Saban's last game and how Michigan won it, and then they – validated it all by winning the national championship. This is a great photo. I love that one. Now, you remember in the Rose Bowl, I said I loved, and I don't forget who told me the the smirk that Blake Corum, one of the greatest Michigan football players ever, when he got into the end zone, somebody said, that's a mean mug. I haven't seen a great picture of the mean mug. All those photojournalists and everything, nobody got Nick or um, Blake Corum in the end zone. I haven't seen it yet. Today, I took a couple screenshots of the video. And this was the best one that I could come up with. He's getting close to that mean mug. But this one isn't all that bad. A little mean mugging from Blake Corum. I've got one other photo, and it's from the championship game. And if anybody knows who can get the credit, I saw it on Facebook from somebody I went to high school, and they threw the photo up there. And I'm like, wow, that is a great photo. And then I asked them, I was like, do you know who took that photo so I can give them credit? And they said no. And then I was Googling uh, images of Donovan Edwards in the championship game And there's probably 50 photos, none of this photo that I'm getting ready to show. So I don't know who to credit. But as far as photos go, 
it doesn't get much better than this one. I don't know if this is Donovan Edwards' first touchdown run in the first quarter or his second touchdown run in the first quarter. I think it's the second one because the first one kind of went off to the right. And the picture for those that are listening on the podcast is Edwards with nobody around him. And he looks like he has just crossed the line of scrimmage, but McCarthy knows that it's a touchdown. JJ, I have to say, and I were, were thinking similarly. The, the championship party I was at, I declared touchdown immediately on both of those as well. McCarthy, I think, knows even before we do. What a photo. Edwards, McCarthy, touchdown. The game was over. It's a great photo. And like I said, I don't know who took it or I would give them the credit. And everybody knows, maybe you can tell me exactly uh, how that went down. Uh, okay. We've got a few more here on the feedback. GMA saying Dennis should give Alabama that lesson. Is he talking about one of our competitors? I don't know what's going on there. Hey, if you pick against Michigan and it doesn't come out, would you rather have, like, like I said, you always just want somebody that's going to be a homer. Here's the conclusion of most Michigan fans. Yes. Yes, you would. Like at the beginning of the show, you would have rather just had me come out and say, well, I think, you know, McCarthy's coming back. It's going to be great. Let's throw a party. I think Harbaugh's coming back. People want to hear that. It's music to their ears. They don't want to hear it. But do you really want to hear my real opinion or not, even if it's wrong? Do you want to hear it? Now, look, I picked Michigan to beat Alabama. 27 to 20. Bullseye pick. Great job by me. But if you, you know, the previous two years, I picked Michigan to lose against Ohio State because I thought that was going to happen. You know, do you hate me? Do I deserve to get, you know, bonked over the head or anything else? Or, you know, it was just a, you know, opinions are out there. If you love those, uh, people love homers. I've learned, you know, I always thought that people wanted like objectivity and, you know, your real honest honesty and objectivity. That's what I thought people wanted. And it was the late Dick Emberg, you know, oh my, who went to broadcast for the San Diego Padres after being a national broadcaster all those years. And he was relaying a story about his boss that came in because he gave an oh my to another player. And the, the guy came in and said, no, oh my, only for Padre players. And he said, well, it was a great play. And he said, we don't care. Our studies have indicated that 80% of our fans, they just want, they want, they only want, they want you to broadcast for the Padres. They don't care about the other team. Homer it up is what he was saying. 80% of people, like people will say, I want the truth. I'm sick of these uh, maize and blue. No, they, no, you don't. Guys, yeah, for the majority of people, they just want a bunch of homers. So that's what you want. And, you know, so I ended up on the wrong side of that. And that was my my uh, choice. Those T's talking about the ne'er-do-wells. Why are you bringing up Ohio State? 
Richard pointing out that most of the defense is coming back. Yeah, Michigan's going to be pretty good next year, Richard. Which corner steps up more than DJ Waller or Jair Hill? I don't know. Is McBurrow still on the team? He could be one. You know, they they got a couple corners coming in. They could go back to the transfer portal. They could do something there. Travis says he's in Ohio. He hasn't gotten here yet. It hasn't gotten here yet. I think he's talking about the snow. Let's see. Many. It's winter in pure Michigan, and it's a national championship, and team number 144 deserves the parade. I'm not uh, I'm not arguing with you, Manny. Let's go. Let's do it. Vince is indicating that um, Bama has hired um, Kalen DeBoer, or he is expected to sign. He was number one uh, on the... Um, in Vegas odds earlier this morning when I was looking at it. Travis says, even with NIL, you don't find the lack of recruiting momentum odd? No, I don't. I think that in addition to name, image, and likeness, these guys don't know who's going to be the coach next year. If I'm a defensive player, you know, like, Sure, you know, Jesse Minner, he could be going to the NFL. Sharon Moore could be headed out as a head coach. Sharon Moore could be Michigan's next head coach. There's so many moving pieces here. It's Harbaugh and the NIL. Those are the two reasons. You want to look, I mean, there's what else could it be? Put yourself in the shoes of a four- or five-star player. Five-star players have earned a a designation as one of the, I don't know, top 25 players in the country. These guys are getting promised hundreds of thousands of dollars before they set a foot, set foot on campus. Now Michigan's got everything going. We're just going to recap how NIL works. Almost every player that is in sports ever has always taken the most money. That's how it goes. Now, sure. There's guys that have made hundreds of millions. They're like, they chase a championship. These guys aren't these guys aren't got a hundred million dollars in their pocket. Most 99% of the players are gonna go where the most guaranteed money, with all other stuff being equal, top 25 team, uh, power five program, looks like they could win a championship. There's I don't know how many of those, 10 teams, nine of them are paying money. So Michigan's not going to get the cream of the crop. They're gonna have to do it in the transfer portal. The transfer portal, remember. If you're a player, you're looking to play, but you also want to go where you know where the head coach is going to be, and you don't know yet at Michigan. So we're in a holding pattern, and I don't find it odd at all. I I find it – I understand how that's going to go. OT is going back to the Ed Martin days, talking about players all over the country. Michigan was the only school that had the hammer dropped on them. Yeah, sometimes your location works against you. And that Ed Martin was just a quick ride down 96 
and you know an explorer to get a cake or get money and go to the parties worked against Michigan when it came down to that. But yeah, you're right. Guys that went to Syracuse and uh, other places, you know, we knew that. You're right about that part. Okay, so let's see. I don't know what that means. Brian just jumped in. Talking about um, maybe recruiting here. Sam, he's hit the like button because he's in a good mood. Michigan just won the national championship, the Rose Bowl, and the national championship, and the Big Ten. Hit the like button. Wait, John is saying that he ran out of gas and it's freezing and he's contacted everyone, even Tripoli and the police. I walked to the gas station to get help. I'm still here. Help. Well, John, how am I going to help you? I mean, you're not telling me where you're at or maybe we'll have something else there. Uh, I'll work on that, John. Put your particulars down there. Like uh, if, you, if it's really true, John. Put a cell phone number down there, and I'll give you a call after this show. When you're jumping in on Michigan football to get help out there, if the snow is coming down, we'll see what you can do. Lauren, who we haven't heard from, I think, till since the summer, is uh, thinking that Jim is coming back to his due to his competitive nature. The Big Ten and the NCAA started a fight, and he is stubborn to he's too stubborn to not fight. Uh, okay. That's it. Old blank name. Blank name's at his best after games. He's coming in and he's ready after these post games. And we'll have to wait till next year for that or maybe the spring game. But let's see what blank name is saying just here uh, on an afternoon on a Friday of championship week, the day before the parade. He says it will be interesting to see what Bama players do. Our starting left tackle might be their sophomore tackle, and Damani Jackson could be cornerback too. Yeah, well, those guys are already enrolled in class. Do they get 30 days where they can just bounce because the coach is out? I think so. So maybe, maybe um, you can do something. John with the update, he's in Arkansas, but I have a gas can. John, how are we going to help you? <laughs> He's down in Morlington, Kansas. Is it snowing down in Arkansas? I don't know what's going on there. Let's see. Richard's talking about health is number one, family number two, money number th- number somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you can justify any move from doing anything. Travis is talking about legacy matters. I'd love to see JJ finish 27 and one with the natty. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about legacy. Jim Harbaugh is the greatest coach in Michigan football history and the rich history of Michigan football. His legacy is cemented for what he has done in his nine years, but particularly the last three and the punctuation mark of what happened on Monday night. His legacy is cemented. So uh, J.J. McCarthy, 
He's been here for three years. He's won the Big Ten all three years. He's been the starting quarterback two of those years. He is the starting quarterback for the national championship team. I don't know if he drinks, but he'll never have to buy anything ever in his life in Ann Arbor, regardless of what he does. So he could pick the pot of gold on the right. He could pick the pot of gold on the left. So his legacy is cemented as well. Well, that's it. All right. Number one, Bryce Young, worth more than number two, C.J. Stroud. Can you really tell which of the top five quarterbacks are the sure thing, if even any? Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing when it comes down to it. That's a that's a good example. There weren't many people that were talking about Stroud over Young. And then look at it now. Everyone would take Stroud over Young. Think about Lamar Jackson. He was taken as the fifth quarterback. Uh, look at the, some of the quarterbacks who were in that class. Baker Mayfield, who is starting for Tampa Bay, but he's not going to be the two-time MVP like Lamar Jackson, who was picked fifth out of all those. Sam Darnold, or is he yet backup for the San Francisco 49ers? He's out there. Baker Mayfield was the number one pick. Uh, old, uh, what was his name that, that played uh, Josh Rosen with UCLA? Was he in that class too? I think he's out of the league. I thought Rosen, I thought Darnold was the best out of all of those guys. I thought Rosen was pretty good too. And look at Josh Allen. I went with, uh, I remember Josh Allen. I'd never seen him play at Wyoming. And the first thing that I saw before Dan Orlovsky went to ESPN he started putting cut-ups on Twitter. And Dan Orlovsky's first take was that Josh Allen couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. He was on there declaring that this guy can't read a defense. This guy will never make it in the NFL because he can't figure out what to do. He can throw the ball to the moon, but this guy's just never going to be able to make it because he can't, he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. And when I saw that, I'm like, damn, Dan Orlovsky. How can I? You know, Dan Orlovsky knows a thing or two about quarterback. I'm I'm not thinking Josh Allen's going to be anything either. Dan Orlovsky goes to show you, you know. <laughs> didn't know what the hell he was talking about with, with Josh Allen. He's uh, He's made himself. The B2, people, blank name likes the picture. I can tell how far, how far behind I am. Dave is talking about you can't have great photos like that over a dome stadium. So, yeah, the NRG. You know, there's the, the championship photos with the confetti. There's a few there. But, um, you know, Donovan Edwards in there. Let's do it. Blank is talking about. That photo is real. Yeah, I thought it was real. Or you're talking about it's a B2. What kind of, I, I don't know the particulars of that, of, of a drone or however it went down. I just, um, that photo is better projected from higher up and even greater perspective 
Yeah. I'm in on it. Hmm. Travis thing. It's not that cool, though. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Oh, he doesn't like the, the plane. How about the field? I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Sam saying that the Donovan Edwards picture, for those that might be just joining us, this one. He's splitting of the two DBs. Reminded me of Tyrone Wheatley in a 93 Rose Bowl, also against Washington. Not a very good selection there by our rival who <laughs> picked Alabama. Blank doesn't like homers. Sam cutting him a little slack, saying he was almost right. You know, I don't know how many games I picked exactly right. And I, and I guess you could say that I didn't pick the Rose Bowl exactly right because I didn't say 27-20 in overtime. I just said 27-20. But I think that gets me there. And, well, I, it, it was nice. It was fun. Uh, that's enough on him. Mark picked 15-0 for the last two years, too. Only missed three out of 43. Uh, like I said, I'm done talking about the competition. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right. I think we're uh, time serve. What was Graham's quote? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've fallen behind. When it comes to the feedback, I sometimes don't get the, you know, spelled exactly out. So there it is. I thought that I was going to be doing these shorter shows because if you're looking for like the news and notes, who's going to pros, basketball recap, 15 minutes before this show, I do a sports update and I, I just give you the facts. I'm not giving you opinions on it. I'm talking about there's a Michigan parade tomorrow. There's a celebration afterwards. Here's what's going on in the recruiting portal. Here's what's going on in recruiting. Here's who's declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, here's what Juwan Howard had to say about the game. Thanks. Nice and neat five minutes. So if you're somebody that watches this show and you're like, I want facts and I want it in a nice little tidy update, check out the sports update 15 minutes before this show comes on. It's there for you. Up to the minute, everything going on in Michigan, everything that I know I download and I put it there in that update, and it's about five minutes long. So you've got that. And then we talk about Michigan. I'm going to take a peek out at the snow. I have barricaded my goat's barn in there. And, you know, one thing, you know, my wife bought me a couple different Michigan things this year. She bought me a, a bat shirt. She bought me the 1,000 shirt. Uh, the guys over at um, Valiant sent me a, a Valiant shirt. I had it in, sitting in the back of the, of the show here for a little while. And then at Christmas, my wife got me Michigan 
pajamas. Now, when I saw those, I was like, oh, hey, those are nice. And I felt them. They were soft and they were nice and everything. And then I, I wore the, sh I, did, I didn't wear them together. Like, you know, there's maize and blue pajamas, but I put the top on. I'm like, wow, this is, this feels really nice. This is a very, this is a very nice feeling. It's very soft. I mean, like, it's great. And then I tried the the pants on and they were soft too, but you know, they didn't have any pockets in them. Like, I can't, and they were a little bit long. I thought, not really sure about wearing these, but I really like the shirt. But then last week when I was watching football, I saw the pajama set all folded up. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm putting them both on. I'm going maize and I'm going blue. And I'm going to see what it's like. And I put my favorite socks on. And I've got these, uh, these slippers. And I put that maize and blue stuff. And I sat down to watch football. And I sat there for about two minutes. And I thought, wow. This is the most comfortable that I've ever been. This shirt, these pants, these slippers, these socks, you can't have anything better. They're soft. I feel like I'm um, on cloud nine. Well, that is continued. And, and that doesn't even have anything to do with the pajamas. Those pajamas are washed and they are ready for this wild card weekend. I will be slipping into those. Maybe a parade is in my future I, I, tomorrow. That is two to be de determined. But I will be here on Monday. And we will know about JJ. Maybe we'll know about Jim. JJ, Jim, who else? Maybe we'll be throwing their name, headed to the NFL. And we'll be ready to do it all again. Will the permanent grin still be there? Will we be still riding high a week later on a Monday after the parade of the championship? I'm going to say, yeah. Until Monday, everybody have a great championship weekend. Enjoy the parade. Enjoy the celebration. Thanks so much for watching. And we'll talk with you on Monday. Goodbye.